it going, Yamitators? Episode 87 with Joe Carden. We covered a lot of ground, you guys. We talked a lot about virtual reality. We talked about its application in the real world and gaming. Well, not really real world, but like gaming and film and stuff. And, um, and we talked about comedy and all of its aspects. This was a really good episode. So pay attention because you might miss it. Not the whole episode, but, you know, something in it. Um, anyway, go to facebook.com slash Yamatat with Doug Culp. Go to iTunes and Stitcher, whatever you're listening to this on. Leave a little review. Leave a little rating. Even like a five-star here or like a this show is great there. You know, could tell people what's up. Um, that would be cool to get in the new and noteworthy 87 episodes in. <laughs> yeah. Duplex Comedy Suplex was awesome. We had Connor McNutt. Andrew Michon, James Fritz, and Kieran Diol. Um, it was a really good time, and thanks for getting the word out. Just keep talking about it and telling people about it, and we'll keep having a great comedy show, everybody. My Twitter is at Dougathan, D-O-U-G-A-T-H-A-N. The show's Twitter is at Yamatat, Y-A-M-A-T-A-T. Um, Duplex Comedy Suplex has a Twitter. It's at Duplex Comedy. And there's also an Instagram for that, at Duplex Comedy Suplex. Uh, there is a donate button on my yamatat.com page through PayPal. I have an Australian link and a U.S. link. And um, th- uh, thanks for in advance for anyone who donates. But yes, now yam it up with me and Joe Carden. This is great. Yeah. It's kind of a heat closet in here otherwise. I gotcha. I understand completely. So I looked at this thing from the city and I was like, oh, no. I hope it's not a noise complaint. And it's not. But it's saying, uh, wait. Okay. Occupants within a 500 foot radius. Zone variance. does that mean they're going to try and start building around here? Yes, yeah. Mm, mm-hmm. I received a notification because in my neighborhood, they're going <coughs> to build a restaurant. Mm. So a place that was previously... So it's Franklin Village, so like there are that strip of... Oh, yeah, yeah. But around the corner, there was a house that was demolished. And so it's going to be on an otherwise residential street. And they're like, listen... Just if you have a complaint with that, here's who to call. Exactly. Damn. It sucks. No, it's fine. It's just parking is going to be even worse. It's weird. I've never... Because, of course, that's an option here in L.A., but I've never even thought of getting a letter from the government being like, hey, we're going to build stuff, like, near you? Yeah. Is that cool? And there's an option to go to a public hearing. Yeah. It'd be totally something out of Parks and Rec. Yep. That's Listen, true. You shouldn't build this because it's recording right now. This is great. Yeah. Got the monitor up. Uh, there's been a couple episodes where it just stopped, and I was like, "Oh no." It's good. This mm-hmm. is a what is it? Yamatat. Yamatat is the name of the short for you and me and thoughts and talk. That's great. Mm-hmm. And it's, uh, what's the program? Audacity. Oh, uh, yeah. It's just free. 
That's great. Yeah. And so the sound is good too. I mean, this microphone. That mic's good. Oh yeah. Omni bidirectional, tridirectional. Just kidding. That's probably just omnidirectional. Mm-hmm. Cardioid. Yep. Got some cardioid going. That's great. <laughs> it's important. It's important. I have one of these too. It's great. To it's, know. Yeah. Yeah. I got this, and it came with that stand. Mm-hmm. And then my buddy gave me this one because he was getting a better one. Yeah. And I was like, all right, cool. It's a good one. Yeah, sound. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's true. How are you doing, bud? Good, man. Yeah, how about you? How's yeah. work going for... Uh, can we talk about your uh, job? I can't. I oh, can't okay. talk about it, right. unfortunately. All right. Like, this is the it's one... It's a pretty cool job. It's a pretty cool job. <laughs> this is the one thing I can't, like... The, the contract is like ironclad ironclad and so like yeah so I just can't talk about it yeah alright uh, which is kind of crazy he's in the CIA yep it's, <laughs> but as you know all CIA agents uh, podcast yeah uh, it's actually one of the things that they do they're like alright but just don't don't talk about that hit that you're doing you start destroying all my stuff yeah I'm like I can just delete it no, no. No, deleting it doesn't do the trick. I have to do it in front of you. The old way. I have to do it in front of you, and you have to feel <coughs> the pain. Baseball bat out of your mm-hmm. pants. Where did that come from? It's quite a straw. Is it metal? It's metal. I don't like metal uh, in my mouth. <laughs> I don't like it. Oh, it's the same with like cans of soda? You don't like that? No, cans are fine, but it's like that. Like, if I had to choose, like, let's say... Let's say I'm at my mysterious work. Yeah. And I'm having, let's say I'm having a, a nice uh, uh, yogurt in the morning. Yeah. I don't go for the silverware. Oh, plastic, the, because you yeah, just throw it away. Just throw it away. But, but also it feels better in my mouth. Well. Because you, you eat the metal and it's just like, oh, does the government can be able to read my thoughts? <laughs> you know, I don't need this, I don't need this antenna. Because I know what we do in the government. Well, if you just wear a foil hat, they can't. Yeah, I know, that's true. <laughs> but the thing about that is, people <coughs> people don't pay enough attention to the style of the foil, the tinfoil hat, you know? That's true. Because it's like there's it some that are more up. effective than others. Yeah. You know, people go for the conical thing. <laughs> Maybe they go for... I like to go for a nice... Uh, I just do a Patriot. yarmulke. No, I do a yarmulke. Because <laughs> it's a tribute to my, my Jewish heritage. Yeah. And it works. It does the trick. All you need is a little. Yeah, you just need a little bit. And they can't read my thoughts. Over the... Where that takes place. It's very... Oh, I forgot to tell you guys. Before Joe walked in, he took off his... uh, His aluminum foil yarmulke. Yeah. So I took off the aluminum one and I put on the tin one. So if you're hearing any distortions or anything like that, you know it's because... Yeah. That's why. Yeah. The hat. Mm-hmm. The hat is back. Yeah, but I've had a... Uh, I actually had a, a work thing this morning. Hmm. Uh, this in, was actually... In Atlantis. In Atlantis. <laughs> well, that's where we conduct our secret things. Uh, you guys, oof, wait, wait for what the government is doing in, w- in terms of making people able to breathe underwater. It's amazing. Fish people. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we're all gonna, the world's gonna be covered in water soon enough. Yeah, well, more sooner than you think. So the government's got us uh, in 
training. I mean, you get paid. <laughs> get paid. I'm gonna go. You know, it's overtime. You get free gills. I get free gills. <laughs> uh, and it's great because now when I shower, I don't have to like I normally do when I'm in the shower, <laughs> poke my head out in order to breathe. <laughs> Because that's what I have to do now, because it's like there's too much water. Too much, I don't know what to do. Now, uh, speaking purely uh, factually, of yes, course. Yes, factually. Uh, <laughs> that's going to be hard. Would the, would the gills go on the neck? Yeah. Or right by the lungs? That's a great, uh, that's something that we discussed. Uh, the thing about it is you want it by the neck, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because that's, it increases uh, in terms of water flow. Because mm. if it's by the chest, you only have that one direction, and then also it's like, Ooh. how are you going to wear your bikini top? Which is also a government issue. So <laughs> it's, you know, it's like we tried that, and su and a couple of people died. Yeah, okay. They suffocated as a result of hey. the bikini. But it's like we're not going to get rid of the bikini top because yeah. no. when you pop on out of the water, there's a volleyball game going on. <laughs> and who's going to play that game? You are. Yeah. And it's like... I'm not showing up there without my bikini top on. I'm gonna look ridiculous. It's very important. And just gills flapping in the wind. Yeah. And everyone's like, "Hey, are those gills?" And you go, "Uh, bump set spike." Yeah, bump sets. You just shout that like you're not even playing. You're stretching, and they're like, "Oh, that's a good idea, though." Yeah, like we should play. We should. We should play. We should use that strategy instead of just <coughs> hitting it back wildly. <laughs> yeah, just distract them. It's mm -hmm. all it's all uh, misdirection. Yeah. There's a show on CW, mm -hmm. Penn and Teller, Fool Us. Have oh, it's it? wonderful. It's Great so show. Good. They're they're just I have, spectacular. I haven't seen them all yet, but I'm catching up. And whew. yeah, there's a couple times where I'm like, I think I think I know, like the, the Rubik's Cube guy. Yeah. I didn't see that. What does he do? Oh. He solves a Rubik's Cube? I mean, it's magic. Yeah. So... I think I did see it, where he pulls it up, and it's just, like, yeah. every time a different side, and it's like, how did you do that? Yeah, and, like, it's What do you solved, think it is? And, well, so, people get really good at Rubik's Cubes. Yeah. Like, really good. Mm -hmm. And his even seems to be, like, a little oiled up. Mm -hmm. Like, maybe put some WD-40 in there. Because you know how you try to do a Rubik's Cube and yeah, it's yeah, a little yeah. hard to... And his were just moving along with his one hand. Yeah. And then when he had it in the bag all mixed up, when he was pulling it up, I could tell that he was moving it. And then he it was like, and it's solved. Yeah. And they just don't know Rubik's Cubes. So they're like, you fool us. <laughs> well, yeah. So you think that he actually did it. Oh, yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Now that's, that's the cool thing about it's magic. It's such dexterity. So much in... Yeah, in the time where he does it behind his back, you remember that? Yeah. He took it, and then it was all what mixed he, up. What he's done is he's but memorized. He had, yeah. Just, he's memorized because it's just a procedure. Yeah. So he had all of his fingers in the right place before he tossed it, and then he changed it all, tossed it, and then it was solved. And I was like, "Wow!" It's amazing. That's really cool. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like you didn't fool us. It's just you were that good. Well, he fooled Penn and Teller. Yeah. But he didn't fool How this did guy. He do it? So you think he really did it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. I was watching really close because I was like, he's got he's got all his fingers yeah. in the right places. <laughs> it's true. I just love, like, in terms of the, di like, 
the discipline because they see a trick and they're like, I know what the, there's mm-hmm. only mm-hmm. Apparent, there's so many tricks. There's only so many things you can do. Yeah. And like permutations on that, and then what do they bring to it that's different? Yeah. And and they'll uh, be like they'll be like, hmm, I loved that trick, Gary Shaw. Does that name mean anything yeah. to you? And yeah. And they're like, like uh huh, uh huh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's very cool. And it's like those guys, they're up there in that pattern. Like they've practiced it. Everything about it the is The magician's so, code, too. Yeah. Of like, yeah, when uh, there was one, me and Aldrin watched an episode last night, and it was like, um, now, one day I'm going to take you out to you lunch. And Buzz Aldrin? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Hanging out. Doug and Buzz, Friday nights. I'm also in the CIA. I'm not supposed to talk about it. So, but you're saying. Oh, so Penn was like, so say one day, not today, but I'm going to take you out to lunch. Mm-hmm. And then at first I was like, oh, he's like really, really impressed with his joke. And then he's like, now, if I were to take you out to lunch, and so then you're like, oh, he's using magician's code. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? What does that mean? Yeah. <laughs> That's very cool. Yeah, it's really cool. It's magician's code to talk dirty, too. Take it's you really out good. to, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. How did you do that trick? <laughs> you know. <laughs> Don't make me say it in front of these people. Yeah. Another cool thing about that show is they they probably said to CW, all right, we'll do a show, but you have to let us say whatever we want and just bleep it. Yeah. Because they do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's true. It's cool. Also, at the end, when they do their mm-hmm. tricks, mm-hmm. and you're just like, fuck. They're, they've got a show in New York, like on Broadway right now, that's supposed to be just the best yeah they're a very interesting pair of like they're wonderful mm-hmm. I'd never heard Teller talk until I watched that show mm. he said two words well you can he said fuck you yeah <laughs> that's really funny <laughs> you know he legally changed his name to just Teller oh yeah he's just got a one one word name he's like Cher thanks Cher hey man magic mm-hmm. does, does crazy things it's true yeah Crazy awesome things. Comedy does crazy things too. It does. What a transition, right? What a transition. <laughs> well, I, if I can, if I can, before we talk comedy, yeah, I mean, yeah. this is kind of comedy, but <clears throat> so I was at a work thing this morning. We, oh, yeah. I went to a uh, virtual reality LA convention. Uh, was HTC Vive there? What's that? It's the one where. The, Sam- the Samsung one? It's made by HTC and Valve. Valve okay. is a video game company. They make yeah, Steam. I know, I know, yeah, I yeah. Valve, yeah. Okay, yeah. So they've got the. It's just in front of your face, but then there's little sensors all over it. Yeah. And so you can walk in a, a, a space where the two cameras are set up to triangulate oh, yeah, whatever the, room you're in. Yeah. Uh, I saw stuff like that. Yeah, they put LEDs on the thing. I don't think I used that gear. I used. Samsung has one, used a lot of Oculus Rifts. Mm hmm. I mean, this wasn't like a tech expo because it's like Oculus Rift and the Samsung thing, and I guess this one are just like yeah. that's that's what you work. Because I think the HTC one's coming out this year too. Yeah, Christmas. and it's it's, it's just, incredible, right? It's incredible. Well, it's just <coughs> we were I was there and just looking at. So I mean, the game game wise, it's there. Like there are certain you played things. Played a couple. The, yeah, played a played a bunch of games Ooh. that were just like wonderful. There yeah. was one game I didn't get to play, but it also had this like wand. And basically, you, it, it's just an ingenious design. So, like, you use it to, like, move things around in the virtual space. Yeah. And it's it's just amazing, and it, and it reacts to it and stuff. But the thing about it is, 
So I was there. I mean, the games are amazing. Uh, there's one game. I forget what it's called. Uh, sorry. Just, uh, yeah, it's all right. Lighting cool it up. Cooling down. Uh, cooling down. <laughs> there's one game where you were, like, an astronaut in a space station that was, like, blowing... That, like, there was a disaster, and so you have to, like, survive. So it's, like, you have a lot of tasks to do. It's, oh. like, a normal thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but... It was just, I mean, being, it, it was just a one, uh, a wonderful uh, use of technology, of techno of virtual reality, yeah. because it's like, you can orient yourself in any direction, as a result, it, it was, I mean, motion sickness was a thing, mm. is a thing, because yeah. it's just like, you are there. Oh my gosh, I just imagined, you're like, hanging out, having a chill time, and then you just hear like, <laughs> Yeah, that's exactly what happened, so they have... They have you, they have a bucket for you. And oh, wow, just puking. in case. Just in case. There were a bunch of people puking? No, no, but <laughs> I did. I made a point of it. <laughs> you I, I just wanted, this morning? I, I did it, I, I, uh, people are like, oh, you're bulimic. I'm like, no, I'm proving a point. <laughs> so I just wanted to demonstrate. And that's also how I reviewed. Proving a point. I, it's also how I reviewed the VR. If it was good, I vomited. If it wasn't, no. <laughs> Yeah, if it's not that good, then you're like... it's not that good, it's like, it didn't do anything to me. It's not taking me out of my normal space. Exactly. I mean, the thing about it is, what was kind of... There are some where you use a controller, like a... Oh, yeah, yeah. So then you're just sitting there and, like, look around like that. You look around and you spin around in a chair, but... uh, It's way more immersive when you have your hands free, huh? Yeah. Well, not free, but, like, And that's the thing, it's like, do you get to explore the space? Probably one of the best uses of it. I mean, I was there, so the games were fun seeing the different types of things that you could do with the games is cool, but I was there for narrative purposes, right? This is a brave new world. Like, this is the beginning of... Yeah. They're trying to figure out, like, how to tell stories through this. Like, this game is good because you can use games, like, that have immersive storylines, you know, because that's what keeps you coming back to, like, Skyrim to a certain extent, or there's that new game now that's amazing, or, like, Bioshock, or, or, like, these games where where storytelling is a premium. Portal. Yeah, so, so they yeah. have these s- stories, and so, like, it's great for that, but in a way, it's just kind of upping the ante in terms of still a game, but in terms of figuring out how to make a movie in, in this way yeah. is very interesting. I mean, obviously, porn is going to figure it out first, and I, I mean I've, that. I've heard they already have. They already have. <laughs> In terms of technology, also, like, they are the early adopters because that is a fucking arms race. Porn is just arms, arms race, legs race, boobs race. Yeah. All types of body parts. <laughs> but really what it is, it's a brain race. Yeah, it is. That's what it is. Yeah. It's how to stimulate your brain. Yeah. Because that's how you, you imagine it. But, I mean... Like you were saying a second ago where um, it's one thing to just put the Oculus Rift on in a game that already exists, mm-hmm. or put the Oculus Rift on on a game that's like, no, this is an Oculus Rift game. Yeah. You will, like, move around move in around. this like new that game, game yeah. that you know nothing about. That you know nothing about. Like, yeah. this, this space game was that. Then also this other game where you used the tool was like that. Yeah. I mean... Space game would be good for just sitting there and controller, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because if you're, if you're free to, like, stand up and move around, you're like... I don't want... I'm in my cockpit. Yeah, I need to stay in the cockpit. Yeah. Well, I mean, you move around through the space, but you do need to spin around and do oh, all this yeah. other stuff. Because yeah. you need to... That's how you physically are looking. Oh, you does your gravity the, change? Uh, because there's no gravity up there. There's no gravity. How, is, how did that work in the game? You, you just Ooh. move. 
It, I mean, the thing about it is it's like, that's what's disorienting. It's like, I want to stop. Yeah. Can't. Because <laughs> it's in space. <laughs> that's awesome. And, mm. and gravity, and, and there's an absence of gravity. Yeah. It's like in the movie Gravity. I haven't seen it. You haven't? Mm. Oh, it was a one. I wouldn't recommend it now. <laughs> I mean, I would, but the thing about it is it's like, just in terms of, because I think about this stuff, it's like the future of storytelling, right? Like, Gravity was a wonderful film in the sense that you had to go see it in a theater. Ideally, IMAX, mm. whatever, because it was designed for that. And if you watch it would be a, underwhelming, probably. It's underwhelming <clears throat> if you watch it on a rinky-dink screen. Like, you want to be absorbed by it. Yeah. You know? Like, I saw... This was months ago. It was amazing. I saw 2001 A Space Odyssey at the Arclight Dome. Yeah. And it's just like... Can I, can I cuss? Yeah. It's just like, frick, man. <laughs> you know? It's like... Yeah, you need to see this movie on a big screen because it's just it, the scale and the scope of it is just that amazing because it's like I watched it on a laptop before I was like this movie's cool and then you watch it on the big screen and you're like oh no I like, understand dun, why yeah it's dun. awesome I, I still haven't seen that one Ugh, that's dude. one that escaped me growing up I just haven't seen dude, it yeah. it's amazing and then the thing about it it's so rich like you you watch it and you're like what the fuck oh frick and then uh <laughs> I, I said what the I went uh, I, I said what the fuck before that was I was yeah, yeah, yeah. describing the noodle dish, uh, but because uh, I don't know if Man, you know you this, are the my fan base king. my fan base is uh, is uh, Playmobil, three to three to ten, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but it's like or Duplo it's the big blocks, <laughs> that's my target demo, you know, uh, I'm two not to a four, cho- two I'm, to four yeah two to four I'm not a choking hazard, <laughs> my comedy is not a choking hazard. But it is a laughing hazard. <laughs> that sound was Doug falling off his chair. That, that was, was a high five. That was, was a high five. High <laughs> it was actually a it was, th- it was actually a sonic boom because we just <laughs> broke the speed of sound. Yeah, we broke the sound barrier. Uh, but yeah, so it's like movies like so like Gravity. You want to see that way? Yeah. Two thousand one. And so it's like oh, I saw. Ghostbusters in the Arclight Dome last year. It was oh, yeah? amazing. Yeah. Oh, it was so good. They put it in 4K. And oh, like, wow. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's <laughs> also the thing about the virtual reality. It's like, they're going to get there because it's almost there, but it's like, it needs to be 4K. Because yeah. because it's immersive, you're not you're not forgiving uh, of just like, not the, not the best quality image. Yeah. So, it's like, video games have a leg up if they do it highly stylized because then it's then it's fun but in terms of like I watched a couple of like narrative things I don't think I mean Game of Thrones was that one of them was that there no because have you heard about that one that they did what, that um, they did a Game of Thrones yeah it's uh, it was a Comic Con this year and a Comic Con last year and basically I didn't get to try it on but people enough people told me where you put it on and then you're going up the wall yeah and then they, I think they have like cold wind cold air that they're blowing at you yeah. and stuff and uh, so it's so realistic with the headphones and the oculus on that it's teetering and you feel like you're about to fall yeah that's really good yeah. I mean that those effects are what so like I went on one that was an F1 car Ooh. and that was I did well I did two F1 things this was just like a video it's like a movie right yeah, yeah, yeah. but the thing about it is like it's an F1 you can look around yeah 
but there's no point because the action is right ahead of you. Yep. The reason why it's cool is just because you're completely immersed in it and you're in this chair yeah. that is that is programmed to like do rumbles like you feel the gear shifts yeah. they blow air at you yeah. and it was very cool at a certain point though I was like alright I get it now I want to do it yeah. yeah now I really want to do it but yeah. at the same time like I was like it was kind of gimmicky in a way because yeah. it's like as soon as I as soon, it was still fun but at a certain point it's like oh you're like I'm not going to do that every day yeah, yeah. I'm not going to do that and it's the same thing and it's like well but even but I mean I'm talking about like not to say I'm a jaded asshole, I am, but not about not in this respect. I'm thinking about this critically. Yeah. It was like, I got it in the first 30 seconds. The first 30 seconds, I did say, wow, like out yeah, loud. Yeah, like yeah, it, yeah. it had that effect. But then... Because you've never been in the cockpit of an F1 racer yeah. before. But also, if I had been, this would be a pale comparison. Yeah. You know? It's yeah, like, yeah, no, yeah. they're missing things. Like, you don't get... <laughs> it, it would be different in that way. So... Yeah. Uh, but even when I was in it, like about thirty seconds, thirty seconds in, I was like, okay, I get it, and I it was fun, but it wasn't like, yeah, it wasn't like I do it every day, or it was really all that. It was like the last slice of pizza in a box, you know? It's like <laughs> I'm gonna do it, the diminishing returns. <laughs> Dude, do you remember back when the Pest came out? You yes. Remember that movie? All yeah. Right. So of when course, the- who, who could forget the John Leguizamo <laughs> feature? I think it's... I, I, I haven't seen it. I still haven't seen it. Oh, you should. But I mean, maybe not. It, 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 like, it wasn't that good. Like, when I say it wasn't that good, like, I saw it when I was, like, seven, and I was like, yeah. this is bad. <laughs> and you could... Seven-year-olds... Seven-year-olds think everything is great. I thought that for Ninja Turtles 3 when we walked out of the theater. I was, like, seven or eight, and then my, I was like, that wasn't... That wasn't good. Really? I walked out of it, and I was like, I love this. And I was 25. Uh... Saw that on the Arclight Dome. That, there's no reason <laughs> to see that thing. Any, it's just like that was a film, a film. Okay, so the past. It was actually a double feature <laughs> in 2001. They showed it. Teenage Mutant Turtles three, traveling back in time. In 2001. Yep. They uh, were in the obelisk. Yeah. Or, uh, what is it called? The. Uh, it's called. I just messed it up because I called it an obelisk. Yeah. Now that's got me on the wrong track. <laughs> Monolith. Monolith, okay. Yeah. Um, Which just means one stone, <laughs> but it monolith. Yeah. Yeah. So when the pest came out, they were talking... Like, I saw some news story, I think, maybe on the internet, <clears throat> about they were testing out theaters where when it came to a certain point in the movie, everyone had this, like, little voter thing on their armchair, and then they'd vote on what they wanted to happen next, and whatever uh, got the majority, that's what happened. Really? Yeah. And so I'm thinking, like, if... Oculus is going to make its way into theaters at some point that maybe That's an interactive way, yeah, because then... I mean, they're always trying to make movies interactive. Like, yeah. It's if, tough what if, to... What if there was a button that said, just stop the movie? <laughs> That's what I would have had. It's just like, I'm done. <laughs> if you really have a choice, be like, I don't have any time. Turn left, turn right, stop the movie. Yeah. Oh, turn left's got it. Yeah. <laughs> And also, if it's a vote, if somebody's like, fuck, fuck democracy, like, what, if, what about the min- there are no minority protections? Oh, okay. Like, if you don't want that thing to happen. So if it is in the Oculus and in the theater, everyone's watching the movie, but when they come up to certain points, they make a decision, and everyone could possibly have seen a different movie. Yeah. Like, remember the and part they when... And they should have gone to a different movie. <laughs> is what they should have done. Remember the part when we... When we like rode down the stairs on the skateboard, and then it's like, 
No, man, I chose to take the safe route and just walk down the stairs. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, well, that sounds like a boring movie. Your movie was way worse. It's like... Why would you even have that as an option in the yeah. movie? Ugh. I mean, and at the same point, like, they're not... Those are just going to be, like, little set pieces. It's just like, oh, I'm going to watch the deleted scenes. Yeah. And they're going to be different versions, but at the same time, it's going to wind up at the same story because stories... Telling stories is hard, man. It's great. Uh, it's actually very easy. It's beginning, middle, and end. <laughs> and the guy gets the girl. And uh, sometimes, at the end, you leave a little chunk yeah. to say, there might be some more. Yeah, there might be some more. <laughs> but the thing about so the story, but beginning, middle, and an end is very important, right? Yeah, yeah. And with Oculus Rift, it's just a beginning. You know, it, or there's a middle and the, there's an end because they're like, you're done, there's the line. Like, get out of here. Uh, there was another game that was fun where it was like a racing game. And so I raced against my boss. Okay. And I beat him. <laughs> uh, I didn't mean to. I should have lost. That's like rule one of anything, any sort of competition. It's like, you do it. Yeah. You lose. But he did have a good movie. He did like box me in. Like, it, this was cool because they just figured out multiplayer. It was an F1 game as well. Ooh. And you're racing. And it was like really hard because F driving an F1, like, you just touch it a little bit. And this, this is the other thing about it is like, that was difficult because you don't actually experience the speed, so you don't have the control mm. over the thing. And yeah. it's like, we have this immersive world, but at the same time, the other F1 worked because you had this hardware, like you're saying, is you yeah. can move, interact in the space. Here it's, but you have to have that feel. So so was it just a pre-recorded race? No, no, or no. This no. Was the, actual the, F1 video race, the, the F1 was a pre-recorded race, and it's just like, it's a ride. Yeah. And then this It's like other going one. on Star Tours or something <laughs> yeah, like that, except yeah. it was immersive and you could look around but it's no different than star tours in the same way that they blow gas at you and yeah. whatever yeah um and they but this is different but also this is the other thing just speaking of star tours <laughs> is like in those things it's <coughs> so hokey like they look at you and be like you're the hero <laughs> and you're just like i get it and it's appealing to a seven-year-old because <laughs> seven-year-olds are yeah. idiots they don't even know how to drive <laughs> and it's like i know how to drive and it's you idiot learn how to drive yeah exactly that's my criteria somebody's like oh your dog is so smart doesn't know how to drive get out of here <laughs> I can drive yeah let me see that thing try to order a sandwich <laughs> give it give it the Domino's app let's see what happens yeah exactly <laughs> this is sponsored by Domino's <laughs> uh, but the thing about it is like that's so hokey like looking at you so then I watched some other ones or I went and I like did the VR right mm -hmm. so it's like what people do well with VR right now is uh is like nature stuff oh uh, yeah right yeah. where you go to a place and you can look around like I think the future of VR or an avenue that that <coughs> would work that's not very exciting, but very effective, and it's learning stuff. About learning stuff. stuff. So it's like if you had uh, Atlantis, for example. Atlantis, right? Is like <laughs> we, can't, we can't really show you that. Yeah, you're just gonna have to take my word for it. We can't Atlantis show you. Yeah, that's right. And it's also called that Oculus Rift version is at symbol Atlantis. Uh, and partnering with that midnight. Yeah, exactly. And. Uh, so it's like, yeah, there's hashtag wars, except it's, it's more... It's all fish-related. Yeah, it's all fish-related. Underwater-related. Yeah, and they're actual wars. 
Like, you will die. <laughs> People have sharp, sharpened hashtags yeah, for real, exactly. and then just, like, stabbing. It's true. No, they use them as shurikens. <laughs> I'm sure that's been done. If anybody hasn't, if there isn't an Etsy site where you can do <coughs> somebody hasn't made a hashtag. Sharpened hashtag. Throwing for stars. Throwing stars, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Um, Let's get but, it out there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hashtag, you're dead. Egg. That's the name of that movie. That's true. <laughs> Steven Soderbergh is project. <laughs> doing a schlocky horror film. But, so, uh, so the thing about it is like you could do environment stuff. Yeah, like, yeah. I don't think anybody's done it yet, or they probably have, but you have one of these virtual tours, so you have a tour guide through like Rome or something uh, like that, okay, where okay. you walk around and you can look around and yeah. stuff. Uh, or like you go to a gap, like a, you could do it, do it at the Met or something, but you're going to need 4K and, uh, yeah. and a bunch of other things. And also it's just... But I, it, I think that's where the future of VR is going. Yeah, but it's part like, of it. Part of it, but it's also like that's not that fun. Um, it's cool to get to go places, but at the same time, like. I don't know, have you read, read? Have you read Ready Player One? I haven't, but I hear great things. It's you, VR. Yeah. All over the place. Yeah. You'll go. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. That's very cool. Yeah. It should, but who's got who's got time for it? <laughs> I gotta go to the Arclight to watch the Terminator uh, Genesis. Genesis. <laughs> you know, I've never, not I've never, I never read books like hardly ever, and I read that one in five days. Could have fooled me, Doug. <laughs> I mean that. I am a learned man. Yes. I know a lot of words and uh, a lot of vocabulary. So you know how to drive. Mm-hmm. That's pretty impressive. <laughs> That's really. That's I was like, oh, this guy knows how to drive. He's a scholar. It's the most impressive yeah. part. <laughs> um, but the thing about it is, like, in terms of narrative-wise, the things that work, comedy is not going to work in VR. No, it's just no, no. not. Uh, I was thinking about it. Maybe you could do stand-up, uh, like a tape, a stand-up special, VR. But at the same time, it's probably pretty boring. Yeah, would they be you looking out at the crowd? No, no, no. I mean, they do that. Like, you're on Paul McCartney. You're, like, there was one that I didn't watch it because I was like, no. Uh, boring. <laughs> was uh, Paul McCartney wearing one? No, there was one where, Paul, where you could go on stage at a Paul McCartney concert, right, and you look around. So Paul oh, McCartney's so someone performing. did that. Yeah, they've done that. So. <laughs> Just imagine the, when they're actually making that. Yeah. And then they're like, okay. We need someone to just run around on stage, look around a lot, mm-hmm. <laughs> and act amazed, get all the angles. Mm-hmm. Uh. But the thing about it is, so but that's also just kind of boring. I mean, stand up would be it's like, but you know what they 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 always cut to a somebody to, who's laughing to yeah. tell you that it's funny. Yeah. Whatever the joke was. Yeah. Um, Ooh, Oculus gives you the chance to avoid the cutscenes. Yeah, well, that's also the problem. <laughs> no, I mean that in terms of tape stand-up specials, right? If you just had a... It's like watching... Oh, man, like running my show, having to watch submission tapes, and you're just like, oh. Not that it's not... It's like, no, I understand, and it's not about the comedian. It's just about yeah. stand-up on video yep. is just... Sometimes doesn't translate as well. It never translates, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. I mean, it's fun to do, but it's like think about the enjoyment, the difference of being live. Yeah, right? being there in the moment or being, yeah, or just watching it later. That's great. Like, so, uh, but horror works very well 
on VR. Oh, yeah. I because it, you can be startled. You can look around, and then all of a sudden there's a creepy little girl behind or something you, like right that. Yeah. You. And then also, so that was one of the more effective ones that I saw. It didn't really scare me, though, but yeah. I was like, oh, this is good use of it. Um, the other issue about it in terms of, like, as a narrative yeah. is you can't do jump cuts, right? You can't edit. Because yeah, it's true. the horror movie. It'll works, just jar the person. It just jars it. the person. You're yeah. like, oh, like in a video game too. It's like if you die and you respawn, it's still kind of jarring. But it's mm-hmm. like, oh, that's a video game. Yeah. I know what's happening. Yeah. But this, yeah. But the way that they edited, which was clever, is that somebody would come and like throw a hood over you. You know, in Ooh. the VR. So it's like, yeah. oh, and so that'll cut, and it works yeah. for the narrative of this thing is scary. So yeah. that's but in terms of drama. Uh, so I watched another one and these guys were good like what they did uh, and like they do like branded uh, one of the other things I saw is like there's branded content that I would watch like over forever like uh, <laughs> like there's one there's a Nike ad which I think is online or something she's like oh have you seen this Neymar ad and I was like no uh, I've got ad blocker you Moron. <laughs> you monster! Yeah, what do I look like? Am I still using Netscape or Internet Explorer? Yeah. Or Safari? Safari. You oh, went on GeoCities just to get on that website. Exactly. So, uh, so basically, that was fun because you are him, right? So it's like there's a camera and like you have it's a mix of like live action and CGI stuff. Yeah. So it's like him like navigating through like on a football field or excuse me soccer pitch yeah. like and then scoring a goal and so it's like you're him and it's like oh this is fun and exhilarating yeah. like I'm him uh, <laughs> and that's fun and that makes sense or that works because he doesn't talk right talking like yeah. how do you tell a story right um, br- so I watched bringing these, other characters and, and they talk but yeah. then if they talk to you it's like hokey like like uh, what's it called like uh, Star Tours, you know? Yeah. And if you were in a... Then there's another one that I watched that was good, and it was like a Mini Cooper ad. Mm-hmm. But what it was, was a story about like a jewel heist gone wrong, or whatever. Okay. Except... It wasn't so, like Anderson Cooper, just small? I wish. <laughs> that's, what I, that's what I say when I'm watching A360 on my phone. I got Mini Cooper. That'd be great if he drives a Mini Cooper. I think that would be that works with his style. Yeah. Uh, you know. Yeah. Why think, not? Just imagine him just like. Coop with his coop. Yeah, he's in New York City, just like <laughs> parking and just like I can I can make this spot. I can fit this just, anywhere. <laughs> also, he's real big into Tokyo Drift, so he just drifts around <laughs> on his Mini. These are facts about Anderson Cooper you wouldn't know unless you were in the CIA. Exactly. Um, but so I watched. Which he's not. Or is he? Or am I? <laughs> so I was watching this, and then, and it was cool because you look around and whatever, and it's yeah. like, oh, now the thing about that is the directors have to tell you where to look, mm. right? Where is the action? I mean, that's the whole point of framing. Yeah. And that's out the window, right? So it's like the guy who was the guy I'm carrying, or we're following, he's wearing like a yellow rain jacket. Like, that's how I know. <laughs> Is because it's a the bright shiny object. <laughs> it's the little bauble. 
that I watch. Like, that was also the problem with the VR. Is like, I didn't know what the goal was. Like, in terms of the game, was, like, you had to press a button, and then it would highlight or give you arrows. And, like, the interface was weird because you're, like, in a helmet. Anyways. Not the best. Not the best. And so, like, story-wise, right, so it's, like, how do I know what to tell you to look at, right? In terms of narrative, like, you can't see the subtlety of expressions, right? You can't use the camera to tell you to look at this thing. Like, there isn't... It's just you're in this world. And also because it's... You can't move around either because the camera is fixed if there's scenes going on, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, So, I mean, the way to deal with that... Makes you a prisoner in this world. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's like you can't... You can't, like... I mean, the only other thing that you could do was if you put yourself... If they completely mapped out this 3D world, like, like a... And then you had 3D characters so that you could walk up to them like in a video game and they would get larger and whatever, and that was going on. And then, but then, could you touch them, right? Like, I mean this, like, could you, would you inter, would you physically affect objects in this world? So, and then also, it's super immersive and that's what you want to do, but at the same time, if it's 3D, right, are they going to look like Avatar or are they going to look like... Uh, Ex Machina. Yeah, Ex Machina. Which I still or, haven't seen, but I heard. Oh, good. it's wonderful. <laughs> wonderful. It's a great book. Say <laughs> uh, but the other thing about it is, <coughs> who are you? Doug. <laughs> like, who is, I it all just this. comes to this moment yeah, where you're like, no, but who are is, you? <laughs> this is the point. Is that as an audience. Right? is like, I know that who I am. The camera is moving around, mm-hmm. right? In this thing, it's like you're in a fixed point and you're looking around in the world. So effectively, you're a person, you're an actual person. In, in this world. In this world. Yeah. And so then all of a sudden you start to think, like, I'm watching this heist go down or whatever. Or there's a scene at the end where I'm sitting in the back of a car, mm-hmm. right? In the back of a Mini Cooper. Yeah. And that was like, oh, is this is a great way to show off a Mini Cooper because you get to look around in the Mini Cooper and be like, this looks like a nice car. Anderson. Cooper drives this, why not me? You know, I host a show on CNN too. And I'm Wolf Blitzer. And so you just feel like Wolf Blitzer. So, have you ever watched, just sorry, side note, have you ever watched it, Wolf Blitzer's uh, YouTube clip on, on of him on Jeopardy? He's an idiot. It's the funniest thing ever. He's just so smug and getting answers like so wrong at the end. He has like negative ten thousand points, and so but then he's like, "All right, we're gonna wipe that clean, so you can still participate in Final Jeopardy." Like he's an idiot, <laughs> and it's like, "Oh, this makes sense. Why news is CNN is a joke." How's that plane crash going? Anyways, how's the coverage of that Malaysian airliner? Three. We're still being told that we know nothing. Exactly. And they're like, oh no, there's something exciting happening. And now, do they even cover it? It's like, oh no, they found the pieces, but people are like, oh, but I'm sure they're not showing that because what is Hillary wearing? You know? That's what they're going to cover. It's too depressing to show pieces of an airplane. Yeah. So, uh, but okay, so this is, I realize, a 30 minute story to explain this one little thing. It's great, VR. Uh, So, the thing about it is, you start wondering, who am I in this world? If I'm looking around, right? I, at a certain point in the story, I was like, "Who? Am, why am I here? Why do I have this voyeuristic aspect yeah. going on? And if they talk to me, I'm going to feel like I'm in Star Tours. And it's going to be hokey. The acting is going to be weird. You know, it's... Uh, 
also like the visual because it's a live action thing yeah the, the it wasn't in 4k or yeah. it wasn't realistic so then that also takes you out of it yeah and then also the colors were wrong like how do you make the colors right because it also the frame rate was wrong so it looked like a soap oh, opera you know yeah, yeah, it, it yeah, looked yeah, like yeah. so bbc was, style soap opera style yeah like, so it's like or like uh, the hobbit when they did the 48 <laughs> fps or yeah. whatever they did which like, was, there's some cgi there's some other yeah, cgi and it's just wrong <laughs> and so it's like how do you figure out the frame rate am yeah. i watching a movie whatever because the eye can tell these things and it takes you out of it mm-hmm. and then also just as the story goes on who am i in this thing and am i just watching this and what's the point of me watching this if you're not if, what's the point if i'm not of, interacting uh, with it if i'm not interacting with it and <clears throat> also you need directors for a reason directors tell you where to look they yeah. tell you what's important to the story yeah. i could have had my back turned to this entire thing and yeah. i'd be like cool i'm on a dock <laughs> You know, great. That's how you should have played I it. Should have played it. I could turn my back to the story, like I wish I could for the pest. Do you Why are we beating up the pest so much? I love the fact that they, there are, people don't do the. It was the most dangerous game, which is a, you should read that short story. Amazing. Uh, but that's they the did, one about hunting humans, right? Yeah, it's amazing. It's a great short story, yeah. and it's a great idea. And is that where they got and the idea for? Should do it for real? Didn't they get the idea for something from that? No, no. Uh, yeah, every story ever <laughs> after that. Well, wait, there was Hunger a movie. Games? There was a movie, The Most Dangerous Game, right? Yeah. And then. There'd probably been several. Oh, but I'm thinking of. The Pest is the most dangerous game. <laughs> Hunger Games is effectively the most dangerous game. I mean, Hunger Games is the, is is the story of Theseus going to fight the Minotaur, but at the same time, that is the most dangerous game in a way, where they they hunt people for sport. Yeah. So. Basically, I want to make a VR the most dangerous game where you actually die. Oh, okay. That sounds like fun. <laughs> oh, I was going to say, um, did you play the Ghostbusters game that they came out with for mm-hmm. Xbox 360? No. All right, so it came out for 360 and PS3 and um, the Wii at the same time. And, and Dreamcast. And I had a... <laughs> yeah. And Atari 2600. So so you get... when you're When you're in the game, it's the same four characters that you know but you're, like, the rookie, the new kid, and mm-hmm. so when they talk to you, you don't really have anything to say because yeah. you're the awkward new guy, and you're like, I'm just trying to fit in and, like, just trying to kill ghosts with you guys. Yeah. So that didn't take me out of it, but I can see what you're saying with any of the movies or whatever yeah. where you're, like, not a fixed character in their world who, yeah, yeah they don't care about you if they don't talk to you. you. Then and it's, like, in Skyrim or something like that where people <laughs> talk to you, it's like, you better listen to me because I'm going to... I'm gonna kill everybody in this town. <laughs> I'm gonna save. I'm gonna destroy White Run, and then I'm gonna reload it because I need I need a blacksmith for no good reason. Someone played that one, Skyrim. Oh, it's that. Elder See, Scrolls that's Five, right? Of, yeah, uh, six. Okay. Um, or no. Yeah, it's five because Oblivion was four. Morrowind was three. Then there's. Redguard, something else. It's, I think it might be the fourth. I think it might be third person sixth. view, right? Like you could be above? third person or first person. I always play as third per- first person because Ooh, yeah. the the action gameplay is so much better. Also, it's like why do I want to watch this? I don't like games where you have to watch yourself. Yeah, because that's the whole point of a video game. Is yeah. like it's immersive and you get to interact and you are the person. Yeah, and so do you play on PC? Yeah, I mean I haven't played it in ages. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but keyboard and mouse compared to the controller, it's a world of difference. It's so much better. Yeah. 
It's so much better. <laughs> I don't understand. I, I never play... I'm not a console gamer. I'm not a PC gamer much anymore either. But, like, I mean, like, Civilization Five is still just, like... I went home recently and I played it. Like, back I'm to I'm on that Earth. game too, yeah. It's, it's fun. unbelievably good. It's really like, cool. so good. And, but, uh, so... Anyways, but I never got to play console because my parents wouldn't let me have a console. Okay. But I did have a PC and my mom let me have video games. Nice. And also it was easy because just whatever. <laughs> uh, never had to leave my room. Never left my room <laughs> in high school. <laughs> Not once. I went out to school, went out, played sports, went back to my room. Play video games. Play video games, never talked to a woman. Still haven't. Still haven't. I don't know what that's like. I don't know what that's like. I was going to do fresh air, but I don't know what to say to Terry Gross. Um, Is the new show she's on? What? What? Fresh air? Oh, wait. MTR. Yeah. Terry Gross you, you on the mic. You do a podcast and you don't know... Terry Gross on the mic. That's the talk of the nation. That's why I know who Terry uh, Gross is. Yeah. Little Childish Gambino. Mm. Uh, <laughs> that's right. Terry Gross is an amazing interview. Okay. Anyways, uh, you should take tips. You're a great interviewer, too. <laughs> I'm not talking bad about you. I'm just saying, like, she's, just she's to it a the little LeBron bit. of interviews. <laughs> okay. She's the LeBron. Uh, and So the story. The story. So Okay, so, <clears throat> so you're in it. Right? Yeah. And you're looking around. But it's like, first off, if you're doing that, storytelling-wise, film as a medium, you lose a lot. Yeah. Because you, again, I'm you need just the talking, visual. you need the director to tell you where to look. Yep. And you can't just have a guy in a yellow thing <laughs> do that. Or if you're in a confined space, then you're just like, this is, what's the point of looking around? Right? And I'm watching the action anyway. So, but the thing about it is if they, if you are in it, who am I watching this thing? Yeah. And then, one of the reasons why we like a movie like Indiana Jones or Skyrim, yeah, like these things where it's like you get to be a badass. Like yeah. Indiana Jones, we all love it because we all want to be him, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And that's one of the reasons why Crystal Skull is terrible. It's like, I don't want to be that guy. <laughs> I never saw that one either. Oh, you should. <laughs> I would suggest reading the novelization of it, actually. I actually, tell you the truth, I have read, so I've seen it, ugh, it a huge mistake. Uh, it wasn't a mistake, but it was just so bad, and, uh, but I did read the original, the Frank Darabont script from, like, 2002 or something like that. Yeah. And I read that script for the reason that I wanted to... See what it could have been. Well, I want to see what it could have been. It still wasn't good, but <laughs> I wanted to read the action. How do you write action? Oh, okay, okay. In scripts, is very difficult, and that guy's, a, I mean, he's a pro, like... Reading action is very hard because you have to be able. I mean, movies are made based off things. Capitalizing that, a certain word to make the camera focus on just that. Yeah, or, or the reader to focus on. <coughs> As a yeah. screenwriter, you're telling the reader what to focus on because yeah. then the film brings you all the other details. You're directing it in the writing. Yes. If you direct it in 100%. the writing, it's going to be beautiful to read. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you're. it's beautiful to read. It captures you narratively because. You only get to tell the one important thing. This is the storyline. This is what's going on. Yeah. I'm not talking about what the hench... I don't describe what the henchman is wearing <laughs> unless it's important to know. Yeah, no one and cares about it is about important him. to know because I want to... I care about these things. <laughs> I care about the henchman. I'm a man of the people. You know? It's like, who is this guy getting killed? He had hopes. He had dreams. He had, he a, had a mother. Yeah. <laughs> you know? He was just providing for his two kids. Yeah. 
They're three years old. They're young. Exactly. They can't eat on their own. Exactly. And now, here you are. <laughs> so, <laughs> what are the henchman bonus yeah. severance package? So, if you're telling a story this way, though, there's too much information. Yeah. Right. And it's when you write a screenplay, you t- give the precise information. Yep. You tell people what matters. And so, if you have the immersive world, though, a lot of the art is gone. You know, in terms of the direction. Yeah. And. Even the acting as well, because it's like you can't. It's like watching a play, except you're not afforded. So plays are wonderful because it's a great medium, and but the acting there is very different than if you act on film. Yeah. Um, it, it's very a very big, play. very big, and exactly, and yeah. you have to communicate to the. And it's like there are subtleties, except it's in behavior and action and all these other things, which you'll miss if you're looking away in VR. Mm-hmm. And. Also, if you are in a play, right, but you're on a video screen, so your acting has to be like a like on film. Yeah. So you can't be big, right? Mm-hmm. Because yeah. then you're just gonna look like a crazy person because you're in a real world. <laughs> yeah. We're not. You're not asking the audience to imagine, uh, you know, that you're uh, that you are a Danish prince, yeah. right? You're actually in the castle. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so it's like. They're acting normally, mm-hmm. and but you're <laughs> film-wise, you don't get to see those subtlety of actions, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, you don't get to see the guy turn aside. Like, what does he do that he thinks is his private moment, which tells you so much about the character? Instead, you are a voyeur looking at people from a distance. Ooh, so maybe yeah. And I'm just spitballing here. Mm-hmm. Maybe so the VR you start out as like the protagonist and then your view switches to different antagonists and other protagonists throughout I think that's very interesting I think it's so then you'd see the movie from so many different angles and it would feel like whoa I couldn't have like if this if I was just sitting in the theater I couldn't be like right up in their face talking to you as this guy yeah and then so maybe you experience the film as a bunch of different characters it's true well I mean the other problem there is like, I wouldn't say that. You know, it's like this this isn't me. But it's not it's not you, it's just you seeing from their perspective. I know. Yeah. But then you're hearing them talk and isn't that kind of unnerving to think mm-hmm. like think about that. It's like being John Malkovich then, right? I still haven't seen it, but I know the premise. I know, it's I know. It's so good. There's a lot of movies on There's my list where it's like Dude <laughs> so, No, you should, really should see that yeah. because it's an action adventure. Like, yeah. It's like Ooh, the, imagine it's, that on Oculus. Yeah. I mean, also, it's an action like Crystal Skull is a ripoff of being that not good. I don't know if you know that about it. Like that was Charlie Kaufman. Should I watch them side by side? Yeah, you'll see the frame rate. Oh yeah, you ripped that off. Um, but it's so you so the story. Okay, the story though (laughs) is so. But if you were the perspective of one of the people. Yeah. It's like Star Tours. And it's terrible. And you don't act, you're not actually, if you're the badass, we like to look at Indiana Jones. We like to see him do fun things. Right? I don't, like, if I'm in my head, like, I don't see my hands, I see my hands because I put them in my face. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I don't see them moving around. I don't see the action. Yeah. And I I would, if I'm looking around, I'm missing some of the stuff. Mm Mm-hmm. And... If I'm this, and so it's like, oh, but then also if you're talking, it's like, whoa, I 
don't, or it might be too real in a way. <laughs> like, if, you know, if you're in, like, a rom-com, like, let's take a rom-com where you're like, oh, don't say that. You know? <laughs> I can't believe I said that I just now. I can't believe I said that. Or it's like, <laughs> or it's that part of the movie, like a rom-com, like, especially this storytelling would have to be pretty straightforward, right? Yeah, You'd yeah. have to use archetypes, tropes, yeah. everything like that, because... <clears throat> The, everything is unusual enough. Like Avatar, yeah, everybody talks about how bad the story is. Everybody knows the story, but that's the point, is that if you... Everybody knows the story, then you can focus on the other things, which yeah. is the tech, right? Mm -hmm. That's the point of that. Um, so if you do one of these things and you're in the perspective of somebody, it's like... You don't get that character arc. You don't get those lowest emotional moments because yeah. you still feel fine. Because it's like I didn't say that thing. I mean, maybe if you can do it, it's like how do you, how do you make this make a person feel? You know, because yeah. you, you like a protagonist because he changes. He has these things happen to him. You get to watch Luke look off in the you know in the sunset. Yeah. And you're like, oh, this kid wants to go. He's got a melancholy. He wants to go places, <laughs> and he's trapped on Tatooine, and. You feel it. I'm crying right now thinking of it. I'm not. I'm really not. Just mostly because I'm looking at your curtain and I see the Ewoks and every time I see them I'm like, oh man, that movie was, could have been so much better. But it's so great. Return of the Jedi is good, but it's made for children. I just I just rewatched the original trilogy um, in the last week and a half and I cried at the end of Jedi. Because mm. if you really follow the story closely... It's a father trying to get to his son and just be like, I'm your dad. Yeah. <laughs> it's so crazy because mm -hmm. he's like moving an entire galaxy to yeah. do it. Galaxies, plural. It's like, yeah. Like blowing up a fucking planet just to be like, Luke, yeah. listen. It's just Kramer versus Kramer in space. <laughs> I haven't uh, seen that one either. Yeah, I, yeah. I actually haven't either. <laughs> Should. But references? You I know love, from reference. Uh, I know. Yeah, of course I do. There's so many movies where I'm like, oh, I've pretty much seen that because yeah. of all the references I've seen. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, so, this is the thing. If you're the secondary character, <clears throat> right, let's say... The buddy, the sidekick. The sidekick. Yeah. But who wants to be the sidekick? That's true. Right? I guess it's, like, it's tricky to think about making a movie in VR because you're like, well, yeah, where do I stand? Literally and figuratively. Yeah. What's my role here? Yeah. If I'm in the movie, why am I there? Yeah. And also, if you're in the movie and you do an action scene, it's like, take, let's say, let's Someone, say Half-Life 2, a right? Mute, a mute person in every movie. Yeah. That's just off to the side watching exactly. the action. And it's like, who is this? You start to think. <laughs> At least I did. You get really self-conscious. <laughs> You know, and this is self-awareness. Maybe this is a real postmodern problem where it's like you're, you've become aware. You know, this is AI, where it's like the people in the movie are like, that thing just became aware of itself. Have this you seen terrifying. the show Humans? No. Okay. I'll, it's, I have. It's, it's called Daily Life. No. <laughs> and I just go around observing people, because that's how I live my life. It's on AMC, and it's all British, and it's all, like, really well done. Yeah. It's what it's prob it's pretty much like remember the the movie AI which mm -hmm. was terrible, it's pretty much like AI is I think it was like it had a fun aspects to yeah. it where you're like yeah okay I mean I rewatched it recently it. and it's not as bad as I said. okay, the ending is what I have the most problem with. Yes, <laughs> that's fair. Isn't that with all things though? Yeah, so it's like the show Humans is like AI but if it was done like really well and like really real, like it's. 
It's super good. It's only, yeah. only eight episodes for the first season, but oh, really? I hope it gets I picked back up again. That's yeah. good. There's a lot of things to watch. Hannibal's finale that just happened. Unbelievable. Heard that, heard that show was great. It, I haven't seen it. Unbelievable. And, like, you take that... Jillian Anderson's in it. Yeah, she's great. But the other thing about she's that a, is, like... She's a babe. You're a babe, Jillian Anderson. She is a babe. But she's also <laughs> a wonderful actress. And I mean that yes. sincerely. I'm not talking... It's like, she transcends it. Yeah. Like, she's... I'm rewatching through all of X-Files. You should watch it. To Hannibal. be caught up. Oh, that's in time. I'm in season nine right now, so... Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Do you want to believe? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Aliens? You mean aliens? Oh, oh yeah. I don't know. I want to believe. That's their whole thing. Oh, yeah, but... Yeah, aliens, too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> All of it. I totally want to believe. Yeah. But, okay, so, like, let's say you're doing a movie. A VR movie. Yeah. Right? You take a... If, let's say, like, if you're playing, like, Call of Duty, or one of those games where it's, like, you have a squad with you, right? Like, as cinematic as it gets. Yeah. Like, the storming of, like... You, you know, those, those, they have cinematic set pieces that are unbelievable. Yeah. The storming of an Az- Aztec temple. Yeah. Right? But it's like, you get to make choices in those games and you have agency. Yeah. You can't have agency in VR if you're doing a movie. Yep. Because that would affect the outcome of the story and mm-hmm. you don't, that defeats the point of a story. Yeah. Right? V- video games is different because the narrative carries you along, but the whole point of a video game is you interacting with the thing. The whole point of a movie is... You reacting to the thing. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's making you feel something. Yeah. And so if you're walking around in this space, right, or you're being talked to in this thing... Yeah. I don't... And if you get to move... <laughs> and VR, like... If you're on a fixed... If you're, like, on... It's a ride instead of an actual... It, like, yeah. Because you, you can look around and do all these things, but you don't get to walk around in the space or do anything like that yeah it really really lends itself to video games way better than oh so much better movies and tv shows because i don't i really don't know how you would integrate it mm-hmm. right now it's and then if you integrate it into it's a pickle vr right like <clears throat> when you play a video game also it's like you you know how it watches tracks you through 2d space yeah like i don't know how to swing a sword it, you know, like if you're actually doing it, you're just gonna be like, wah, wah. It's really hard to fire a gun accurately. You, Ooh, right? Uh, you need a you need a point. You need a mouse to do that. You know that Star Wars Battlefront's coming out soon. Yeah, I could imagine them integrating, like already have thought to integrate yeah, oh, VR into have. it. Yeah, and I can't wait to be in the cockpit of the Millennium Falcon, looking around, looking around. But you like, can do that anyway. In those games, oh, well, you know yeah. what I mean. Yeah, you already can, but yeah, you're on a but you're on a thing. Yeah, I mean, and I don't it, know if it really adds that much value. Is my point. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Like, it's cool thing, but it's like it's still we still haven't done it. Yeah. So, anyways, story wise, Ready Player One. Let me just tell you. Yeah. They they've done it. Yeah. Like they've, they've speak, solved speaking it. of VR and all that, like you'll go. Uh, mm. Super duper good. Um, but the thing about it is, yeah. So, anyways, narratively, like, and as a drama, dramas, you need to tell people where to look, man, because mm-hmm. otherwise in you here. miss it. Yeah, in here, I'm pointing to my heart. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> it. I was pointing to just my jaw. In here, that's where I want to feel it. Yeah, uh, that's where you're talking. Yeah, and so, anyways, I just don't know how to make people emotionally affected. 
the only way that I see right now is through horror, which is just jump scares. It's yeah. not even actually scary. It's, yeah. There's a feeling of dread, but where it come, where it works is jump scares, which are cheap. Yeah. And so, anyways, I don't know what to do, like in terms of how how you would direct this type of thing, how you act in this type of thing. Yeah, it's and a new challenge to be challenge. to be like, listen, this technology is getting off the ground. People, a lot of mm-hmm. people are going to buy it this Christmas. Let's, and let's who is this protagonist? Yeah. It's Joe, Joe, Bob. Joe, Bob. Because, I mean, <laughs> even in a movie like... Because if you're the protagonist, part of VR is that you get to make choices. Yeah. And you get to look where you want to look. I mean, I realize that we're beating a... That's the most exciting part about it. It's the most exciting part about it. Because you're like, what? I'm in this world, but I'm sitting here. But you're not the story. The other people are the story. Yeah. And if things are just happening to you, <laughs> that defeats the point of a protagonist. The whole point of a protagonist is that he's active. Yeah, you know, and it's and if you're just watching a guy make choices, mm-hmm. and, and you're like his sidekick, yeah, and you don't say anything, yeah, you're just a weirdo. <laughs> just a weirdo sitting there just for a the weirdo along for the ride. Yeah, I bet you, because there are a lot of people who would do that, who would watch that and be like, "I'll be the sidekick. I don't need yeah. to be involved." But then there's a lot of people who are like, "I want to be involved. I want to be involved. I want to be part of the action." If I'm yeah immersed in this world I want to do stuff exactly I want to walk into that store over there mm-hmm. oh do you watch Rick and Morty that's what I was going to ask you earlier oh I, have, I hear great things <coughs> I hear wonderful things yeah there's an episode where they play a VR game called Roy mm-hmm. and it's yep I don't want to spoil it it's yeah, too good that's good <laughs> I will t- I will check it out yeah so anyways that was that's my experience with the VR expo yeah that was today that was this morning wow yeah alright so that's awesome. It's it was cool, but it's also like confusing. Yeah, I mean, it's just I'm thinking about because we're on the cutting edge of this thing. Except, is this going to be actually a breakthrough or not? There's certain things that it's going to help with, but I don't know if I storytelling think, is there yet. Yeah, I think right now for like Christmas time, when mm-hmm. people start to buy it, there's a lot of developers who are making their own games for Oculus and other. VR yeah, thing. I think it's games. But, like, there's not a lot of people who will automatically know 100% what to do with it. So there's a couple years yeah. of catch-up time yeah. to to be like, Attack. okay, we need to get better in this yeah. and this. And I mean, the answer is, I think we mentioned, but it's what is... How, how What is porn going to do with it? <laughs> like, I'm being dead serious. Yeah. Right? But they already are doing it, right? Yeah, yeah. And so it's like you're fixed and you're watching the thing. <laughs> go on, but it's like, also, <laughs> what is it, is it going to be POV porn? Uh, I mean, is it going to be, you're just watching them, but then you're like watching them at a distance? Or are you watching them from the person's perspective, and you're like, I'm this person. Yeah, which is what people do. <laughs> people like that type of pornography, right? I like my pornography narrative. Romantic. Romantic. I like it, I like the direction. Yeah. I want a good director. What is the role of the director in VR? What is this close-up shot just on their crotches? Yeah. And it's like, and then you're just walking around, and then I would just feel like a real perv. <laughs> like, that's not for me. Some people like that, not me. Not me at all. No. So it's... These these are interesting problems. And comedy-wise, it's like... <clears throat> what can be done? Nah. What will be done? What will be done? I mean, I don't know. And will it be 
something that's like, oh, it's the first VR comedy thing, and it's like super hack. No one wants to it's do it. Be. Yeah, it's gonna be. And it's like, uh, what am I doing? <laughs> what am I doing putting on this headset? Why did I do this? Yeah. What? Why did I pay? Oh, to I got a pie slime to my face. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, great. But I didn't actually. <laughs> the element of danger is gone. When a pie slams in the face, everybody's like, this is dangerous. <laughs> is the pie still hot? Was it banana cream? Yeah. Or was it Dutch apple? Yeah. There's a lot of questions to answer. A lot of questions. And the immersive nature. But also, it's like, okay, but you do VR again. It's like, I can't aim. aim. But then you also see people, and they're like walking through the space. I don't want to be running. I just get to double click, and I'm running. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, maybe it's fun. I mean, just the idea that you're in the place, but also it's just... For certain games, I think it'd be more fun than others. Yeah. Like, in a game like Portal, where yeah. there's not a, a looming... Uh, well, I mean, GLaDOS is looming, mm -hmm. but there's not, like, bad guys in every room that you have to yeah. kill. There's exactly. just puzzles that you have to solve. So in a, in a game like that, I want to walk around. Yeah. I want to go through a portal and end up on the other side. Yeah, but that's the thing, is you already get to do that. I know, but... What does VR do that makes it better? Because then it just fakes you out into thinking... So you feel you're actually in it. Yeah. Yeah. To be able to, just to, like, okay, say that Oculus takes my room, or no, we'll say HTC Vive, because that's the one I'm most stoked about right yeah. now. Because that's the one where you put a camera up there, and a camera up in the other corner of your room, and it fucking tracks all of your room, yeah. so then you can know exactly where the walls are. So when you're walking around in it, if you're close to a wall, this grid pops up. Mm -hmm. And so you're like, oh, right, I'm in the holodeck. Oh, yeah. Oh, right, I don't want to go any closer That's to this wall cool. yeah. or else I'll bump my head or whatever. So, uh, with But you the, still could. So with the one that they had at Comic-Con, you had two little things in your hand. And um, I'm assuming that one is going to fire the blue portal, one's going to fire the orange portal, and then you're going to be able to walk through, and then you're like, ah, oh, I'm in it, I'm in the game. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's good. There's it another good. There's another one that was 3D paint, like drawing and stuff. So you had this like dowel rod thing, but it looks like a, I think they made it look like a paintbrush in the, yeah, and then you're just like going around and you can like 3D model, 3D draw just that's in the fun. air right yeah. there. Yeah. That's cool. Like if you're, yeah, that's cool. Like interacting with the yeah. 3D space is really cool. Yeah. There's other, there was another thing where it was like, um, you add just like effects to the room so then you can be like dandelions or whatever and then you're drawing and like dandelions are floating off your drawing or fire or whatever uh, one of the other rooms was you're like standing on a sunken ship underwater and you see like this big ass whale coming from way off and then he gets like super close and then there's these little fish in the air and I was like I wonder if I move the fish around if it'll do anything so you swirl the water and they're like that's cool yeah because you enter, it's like, that's like my nerve report, so I just need to send a very quick text. Because I'm getting, other, I need to find out whether I have to leave in 10 minutes or I get more time. Oh. With you. Okay. So that's why. Alright. We'll stay silent. No, <laughs> Um, yeah, man, VR. I can't wait, I can't wait till it gets super, super big, but also, like, a little more affordable. VR? Oh, yeah. Well, that's going to be a little while. I mean, you few, can use... A few years, probably. I mean, Google Cardboard is amazing. Yeah, I have I have one. That's awesome. Well, you have two. The one is for, like, um, 
straight up VR, and then the other one I cut out a hole for if I wanted to do the AR stuff, where you're like, your camera is your eyes from your phone, you know? Oh, yeah. AR, so then you're like, oh, okay, so I see my drawers over there. Oh, I can, so like, it's augmented reality mm -hmm. is what it is? Yeah. That's clever. So you can, like, I think there's some apps where you can place certain things on your walls or mm -hmm. on your floor or whatever, and then just interact with them that way. That's cool. I think it makes a lot of sense in terms of everybody wants the minority report thing yeah. to happen. Yeah. And I think it makes more sense if it's in your mind as opposed to in the physical space. In your mind? You mean through, fake? Yeah, through, fake. Okay. Not like not chips in our brains. Not chips in our brains. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> not yet. I mean, I'll tell you. In Atlantis, yes. <laughs> yes, we do. Super secret, but yeah, you're getting the about. scoop right now. Exactly. I don't know. It's an interesting future. <laughs> I'm always very excited about things, but this is a interesting thing. Thanks for letting me rap about it. Yeah, dude. Um, I okay. Wait, you've heard? I don't want to keep talking about Ready Player One because it's just so good, and I don't want to like vamp it up yeah. too much. Uh, let's talk comedy. Okay. <laughs> That's what I was supposed to do. <laughs> I don't know. I'm. I, uh, I prefer to disappoint. <laughs> no, that was a fucking awesome tangent. I love VR and I love technology, yeah. so that was huge. When did you start doing comedy for? For how long have you doing comedy for? I've been doing comedy since late <coughs> August two thousand eleven. Nice. Officially. Yeah. Yeah. So not that long. Right. I mean, long enough, not that long. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I'm still. Yeah, my first, uh, basically what happened was I started doing stand-up. I, I, I Where's your first open mic? The duplex. <laughs> you like that? Duplex, comedy, suplex. It was here. That was my first open mic. Your show was my first open mic. Nope. No, the duplex, <laughs> which is a piano bar oh. on, uh, on, why am I forgetting, on Christopher Street in New York. Okay. So it's a, uh, so it's a gay bar that has a great, like, they would have open mics. This was a Wednesday night uh, open mic, and I think they still do. Like, they really, New York is a great place because to get started yeah. and everything, just because it's, like, so many mics um, going on. And uh, But basically what happened was I started doing stand-up yeah. because I couldn't do improv every Oh. Yeah, so I started at UCB. So you started doing improv. Then you were I like, I want to do improv. improv every night, but I can't. Cause... I can't. And now I can, <laughs> and it's a problem. Because I can't do, and I can do sketch every night. Like, I can do all the things, which is a problem, because it's like, where do I, yeah. and I love doing all of them. Yeah, what do I want to focus like, also, on? And... What do I want to focus Also, I love to write, you know? And yep. that's like, what? And it's like, well, how much time do you have, you know? <laughs> so... Uh, but it's also great because it's cross training. Like all these things yeah. feed the other one, you know. Like mm -hmm. stand up informs all. All of them inform the other. You could. Uh, one day, are you hoping to write direct something? Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. That's I mean, awesome. yeah, I already do. Like I have a number of sketches, not as many as I should. Actually, where I need to run to is a buddy of mine. Uh, so he, I have a green screen. He borrowed it. Yeah. And so I'm going to go use that setup because green screens, very useful, a pain. 
because you have to get the lighting right, and, and it takes get, a setup. And you have to make sure everything's no creases in anything, and like. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that's a problem. So it's already set up. So you're like, I'm gonna use it while it's set up instead of exactly. taking it back and setting it up again myself. Yeah. So, so, and that's really great and very nice of him, and also makes sense. So, yeah, I love to write and direct. Like I do, like sketch. I write and direct sketches. I mean, the hard thing about directing for me right now, yeah, and what stops me from doing a number <clears throat> of projects is I love to direct, right? Uh, and I think, yeah, I've got I watch a ton of movies I care about it I'm uh, if you guys want if people listening if you want to watch something that I'm very proud of there are other things that I haven't released because I haven't been as proud of them <laughs> but if you want to watch I think it's called good night so it's a short it's about two and a half minutes that you can watch on two words one word two words but if you just go on my on my YouTube page yeah. so it's Joe Carden uh, K-A-R-D-O-N anyways I love to direct but in terms of directing comedy it's like I want to be in it yeah. You can't direct if I'm in it. I mean, I can, but at the same time, no, because I care about this. Is goes back the shot to maybe, and like I the, care about the shot. Yeah. And so what I left with is if somebody else shoots it, I have to do. I have to direct in the editing bay, which is not good. Like yeah. in terms of framing shots, because yeah, then you yeah. lose quality and it also looks weird, yeah. and you don't get to do the things you want to do. Yeah. So. Uh, so yeah. So that that's a long answer to your short question. <laughs> so you'd have to find. I mean, you'd, you'd really have to find someone who, like, you really trust in their mm -hmm. directing if you wanted to, like, write, direct something and also Act in it, yeah. be in it. Yeah. So it's very, it's yeah, and it's finding somebody to trust. And it's it's not that there aren't very talented people out there. Yeah. And they certainly are. But You're looking for a specific thing. I'm looking for a very specific thing. Yeah. And I'm looking for my specific thing because it's what I want. Yeah. It's my story. Yes. And I'm not saying that in a way. It's like, no, I am trying to tell a story in a very specific way. Yeah, and if it gets and messed if it's up. A sketch, like sketches are story. Like yeah. the best sketches are stories. I mean, even if it's there's even a beginning, a middle, minute, and an end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even if it's three beats of a joke, yeah. a character wants something. You know? Yeah. Do they get it? What do they do? <laughs> That's a sketch. How do they do it? Ideally they're stifled, so then they have to try a new tactic. Second beat. <laughs> Right? Yeah. These things are mathematical. It's not mathematical, though. There's an art to it, but it's like, I care about these things very deeply, and I have some strong views on them Yeah, that are, I it, wouldn't say difficult to communicate, but but to make sure somebody's on the exact same way. It's good to have those strong views, though, because if you start to, like, buckle here and there, and then, like, stuff will, your stuff will just become, like, I mean, this is kind of someone else's stuff now, and yeah. I mean, I didn't really... I mean, and I signed then, on yeah, for yeah. it, but like, ugh. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, and it's not, it's not a matter of ego either. It's just yeah. a matter of getting the product. And it's not a product. It's a story. It's a, yeah. It's a, it's a unit that I want. Yeah. And once you see that story and you're like, this is exactly how I want it to be. Yeah. Bingo. Dynamite. Bingo. And then I'm very happy with it. <laughs> you know? And I think that because I'm very happy with it, because I think it'll, a story is, Important. You don't know how people you don't know how people are going to react to something, but you want to do your best to kind of suggest how they ought to feel about it. Yeah. The reason why I like the short that I just recommended is because I think, <clears throat> and I know this because I've heard it from a lot of different people. They've two different opinions about what happened, oh. how it makes them feel, which is what I wanted. 
evoke. It, yeah, it's, it's yeah, like, just, what do I want? And I obviously it's a joke because I'm describing something that I shot like two years ago. <laughs> and I haven't done, like I've shot other things since then that I haven't been as, I, I, there's a, a lot of what holds me up is finding people that I want to, the right person to work with. Or like doing it and I realize I just need to be more, but it's like then again I've got all these other things in the basket, yeah. right, going on. Like stand up and sketch and all these like live sketch improv and you got to work at those too and writing and yeah. it's uh, i'm not complaining i think it's a wonderful thing it's awesome that you're super busy yeah because you're doing what you want and you're doing a lot of different things that you want mm-hmm. which is fucking cool <laughs> it's fun i mean it's uh, what's your favorite part about doing comedy because there's a lot of aspects that we just named yeah there are a lot of aspects and i think I think it all goes back, and this sounds very megalomaniacal or, or whatever, but it's, why do you do comedy? Or what's the most satisfying thing in comedy? It's like, I'm gonna, I'm asking you that. Oh, I mean, like, when I make people laugh. Yeah, making people laugh. Yeah. And it's making them feel something. Yeah. And it's not making them feel something. Yeah. It's like, this is funny to me. Yeah. And Let's then, all have a good time. Yeah, and then right? when everyone laughs at the same time, you're like... <sighs> Oh, it feels so amazing. It feels so amazing. That's Ooh. one of the reasons why stand-up Ooh. or comedy is so hard <laughs> on film. Sorry, I'm so obsessed with this. It's like, there are lots of other things we can talk about, but I'm just preoccupied it's with this. True, right it's true, it's true. But it's like, because you need people you'll, around you. You'll see a rough edit, and then oh. and then it cuts to the crowd laughing, and you're like, oh, they're, I mean, they probably got shots of them laughing Or you get angry because you're like, that or... wasn't funny. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's like, why are you no, laughing yeah, at yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get upset. Oof. So, anyways. Last uh, comic standing was good at that. So, basically, I'm very. I mean, comedy is. I just love. I I think what I love the most right now is it's not making making people laugh is wonderful, but it's something that I'm starting to realize. So, like, you've seen like I have characters that I do at my show, right? Oh yeah. So like, I love that because that's like cross everything. That's like, (laughs) I really love doing that because I feel like my improv training, my sketch training, my stand up, all the things is like they have jokes written in, but I'm also acting. I'm also creating this world in a way like yep. who is this person existing in this world what is he, what's he doing the but car guy you're the, still doing stand up but yeah, it's also I'm a character still doing the car guy yeah which is just like so weird it's so weird uh, anyways it, but it's fun it, I think it's funny both the visual anyways cause it's silly it's, it's so like, silly uh, it's so goofy and it's like hey everybody let's relax we're not taking ourselves yeah, so seriously and when people see that and they go mm. Uh-uh. <laughs> then and you're it, like, you have no joy in your life. Yeah. It's like, don't you get it? I'm the dumbest person in the room. I'm the guy standing in a cardboard car shouting at you. Sh- cat calling you. Yeah, that's the cat calling guy. The, he's the cat calling guy. Because cat callers are the most ridiculous people in the world, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. The worst, too. So anyways, um, but really what I love about it is connecting yeah is the because we make somebody it's, laugh it's a connection like it really and so is. all these characters that i do like him like all pretty much all of them yeah right? the ones that i think resonate the most with the audience mm-hmm. and resonate the most with me are the ones that are interactive i have other characters that are not interactive yeah the ones where i'm actually going out into the crowd and talking to people and doing stuff yeah are the ones that i love the most because i love it's just connecting and yep. it's and it's present everything is there it's <laughs> magic and like Oh, it's such a satisfying, wonderful feeling. And also because when you do that, 
you know, it's like I've done stand-up sets, right, where I just felt like I was a dude on stage. Yep. Where it's like I'm not connecting with the audience. I'm just standing here talking to you. Yep. Or talking at you. Yeah. Which is, but the you you want it to be a converse a one-way conversation. Yeah. But it's still a conversation, mm-hmm. right? So I'm sorry to talk so deep about theory about this, but it's That's not theory. It's just like how I. Anyways, the. Well, that's, that's where the crowd work can come in and like patch some of that misconnection up yeah because exactly. if you yeah if you are feeling nothing between the crowd and you then you can just be like well I'm gonna ask some people some questions yeah <laughs> or you acknowledge or you're present yeah, yeah, like yeah. I'm missing this yep, or whatever yep, yep. but that's also boring yeah. in a certain way because it's like I've done sets where like I didn't think it went well because I made jokes during those like, Ooh. and then afterwards people are like hey great set and then all you can do is say thank you so much but secretly you know it's like they were laughing because I was, I was acknowledging my own la- lack of success of doing what I was trying to do. Yeah, I mean, obviously it's a success if somebody liked it. Then that's why you don't say anything yeah. because why take away their enjoyment? Yeah. Like that's amazing that yeah, that yeah, happened. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, it's like it's something I really want to do. I could I do really better. Want to connect. Yeah, I could do better. So I love to connect, but also when you connect with the audience and when I do these characters or whatever, like let's say the German DJ, or the, all of them, really. <laughs> when I say all of them, I just mean, like, this is my desire to Just effect. all this is what characters I want. he does. Yeah. What I love to do <laughs> is at the end of it, I, I want... And I, I, I don't think this sounds... But this is really what it is, which is I want people to feel like we went through this together. <laughs> yeah. Something happened together. And that's why people go to comedy clubs. That's why people gather in the first place. I'm not being pretentious about this. I'm being like, oh, man, you remember that. Yeah, you know, we yeah. have the shared reference. Um, Is that the word that you have to go? Uh, I w- no, wait, one second. Okay. I remember, I love when you do the characters and then you pull off whatever costume it is, yeah. and then you're like, guys, it was me the Neil, whole time? Yeah. <laughs> I love to do that. Thank you. I'm glad that you enjoy that. It's, really it's so silly. Yeah, and it's so obvious, it's of course. So, uh, of course you. Or, or like I go back and be like, I've got a guest here, and I just put on a pair of headphones and somebody else, you know? Yeah. And so like, I just go up to my boss, and I was like, oh, I'm a prop comic. He's like, I said that as a joke. Yeah. Like, I was like, oh, I was doing a show, and I invited him to have you got this, and then I was like, and noted prop comic Joe Carden. I'm not a prop comic. But I do, if I do yeah, a character, yeah, yeah. it's like, I have one item. Yeah, you know? one prop to be one like, this is to that. do it. Yeah. And, yeah, it's like... It works, it's simple. It's simple, I don't need the, the full thing. I mean, obviously, though, it's like, I have done sets where I change completely. If I do the Facebook preacher, he's got his own outfit, oh, right? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Because it's like, that. I want that guy to be as real as possible. <laughs> And, you know, and I've done, like, the DJ really gotten into it. I've started the car guy. I haven't figured out yet. I mean, in terms of what to dress, I put on a fedora. Like, yeah. all right, great. Um, uh, uh, but uh, basically, um, yeah, I just want to I want to connect. I want to make with my, the, the things that make me the happiest yeah. about comedy, the things that bring me joy in comedy is is connecting and have everybody feeling like we went through something. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's like also the one of the things I love about improv, right? Which is, is that like you in can't... In the moment. In the moment, they, everybody went through it because you can't put them on tape. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you could, but... Okay. The experience would be different. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's not as good. Which is a shame because it, some, some of the funniest things I've ever seen. Yeah. Some of the most fun I've had on stage 
I love I love one of the things about love about improv is where you're like okay I go to an imp- improv show it's the same people who do the same improv show every week but it's gonna be different every time because oh, it's every improv time. yeah every time yeah and it's one also the nice thing about just those characters or whatever yeah different set every time <laughs> because the audience is there because I rel- I need the audience everybody is involved in creating this thing. yeah yeah uh, and. Yeah, yeah, you can't have like the character. Time. You can't have the same character doing the same thing he did before. No, I mean he does, <laughs> but I'm, I, what I'm saying is like the 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 nature of the set is gonna be very different. Oh yeah, it's depending on who's there, who's depending there, on the reactions, yeah, depending and, on the reactions. Yeah, and how I'm feeling about how do I get uh, get them as excited about this as I am. Yeah, you know, and it's just sharing the enthusiasm. Anyways, that's why I, I love comedy. So you like <laughs> to make people laugh. Yeah. Isn't it the best? I love it. It's one of the most intoxicating mm-hmm. feelings. But one of the times where I knew, like, 100%. Because when I first started out, when you first start out, you, I mean, you get a couple of chuckles, whatever, yeah. but then oh, your, structure, the your structure's all over the place. But, but also you get those chuckles yeah. and they mean the world. <laughs> yeah. It's a great feeling. And then I had been doing comedy for a year, I think. Maybe not even. And I submitted for the OC's funniest comedian competition at Irvine Improv yeah did that two years in a row yeah didn't win at all but (laughs) there were a couple moments where you get that laugh from the whole room and you're like oh man it's amazing it's amazing remember when we all laughed at my joke just then yeah (laughs) and oh what a good feeling yeah everybody's involved and then also that feeling where like when you especially starting out getting laughs not knowing where they're coming from oh yeah and then you start to know and then you it's so well done where you're like this is where it's gonna happen or but you don't get cocky about it because mm-hmm. you respect the audience right and and like oh no I have to I have to believe this for this to work yeah. I don't believe that this is the spot where I'm gonna get a laugh I believe that this is a funny thing that I'm saying <laughs> yeah right or it's a funny thing that's happening right now mm-hmm. um, so it's like yeah, yeah. It's, it's a interesting thing it's also interesting to go back into your old notebooks and stuff and be like oh it's not fun at all no well i mean the the thing that was written out of course it's yeah. terrible it's garbage but you see like a, a gem of like yeah that, there was a, something there that's yeah. a decent premise i just didn't know what i was doing then exactly. i could take the tools i've learned and it's re-premisize so, it's so true mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. a fascinating thing but it's also like it's a wonderful medium as well like i, I think about media like because it's like this would be good for a sketch, this would be good for a video, this yeah. would be good for a whatever. Yep. Um, like, uh, yeah, it's like, what do you, how do you attack the medium most effectively? How do you use the medium? And stand-up is like, I think I want, because it's live, you know, mm-hmm. and yeah. it's like there are people there. Yeah. There are people there, ideally. Yeah. Yeah. Not always. <laughs> That's tough. There's been times where, yeah, you write, you're writing something down, you're like this is this will be good for my set, and then you finish it, and then you're like, ah, it's probably better as a sketch, huh? And then you just like move it over to the sketch yeah, pile. Exactly. Yeah. Like so, I, just as a segue to why I have to run off so soon. Okay. Yeah. Is uh, I'm going to shoot a sketch. So I, my friend, as I mentioned, the right. green screen. Green screen. So I'm shooting the sketch because I've been meaning to do it for months, <laughs> months upon months. Yeah. I, uh, it's a, a gib and take with Doctor Bananas. <laughs> And what it is, it's an actual, it's a Gibbon, yeah. who does an Andy Rooney style, like, 
his little editorial. Like, I thought about doing it like where you have a gibbon in the middle and two people talking or whatever, but I don't... Give and take? Give and take, Is yeah. there a costume involved? No, there's a gibbon. I have a gibbon from Amazon that I bought off Amazon, like a little stuffed animal. Yeah, no, a real gibbon. Yeah, I should. Oh, I wish. <laughs> Gibbons are... Look, oh man, gibbons are amazing creatures. Look, go on YouTube, watch a clip of a of a gibbon brachiating, which is what it calls when you swing through trees. That's the brachiating. Brachiating. Oh. Yeah. So B R A C H A I A T I N G. It's amazing. Like brachial, like lungs. You guys get yeah. it. Or that's bronchial. But yeah. It's oh different. shit. That's okay. What's brachial? <laughs> it's B R A C H. Yeah, brachial. That's a something. No, it's bronchial. That's B R O N C. Well, Anyways, right. don't I need to, I mean, dictionary.com will tell me yeah, later. You'll get it. <laughs> um, but basically, so I bought this stuffed animal yeah. off Amazon, and so I need, I want the green screen, because it's, I wanted to, no, it's not a puppet either. I'm oh, okay. A, so, but the thing about it is, like, I don't have this fully fleshed out. What I have is, in my car, also, mm. is I've got a, I, I am actually, for those at home, in a suit and tie right now. <laughs> I'm not. That's a joke. That's you can come and see my comedy. It's you a can three-piece suit and tie. Yeah, you can expect my comedy is just I'll say something and just say it's not. <laughs> yeah, he's wearing suspenders and a belt though, so you can't really trust yeah. him. Counterfactual. <laughs> so, but what it is, I'll be and I'll, it'll be like a BBC style show. I'll be like, thank you to uh, 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 like many thanks to Hillary for her report, and now we go to give and take with Doctor Bananas. <laughs> And then just cut to... And so I'll be in front of the green screen so I can have, like, a news set behind. And then have the gibbon. And then at the end, whatever. But the thing is, I don't ha I don't know what he's going to say yet. So what I'm doing is, because it's a gibbon, or it's a little stuffed animal, I could shoot in front of this thing, have it move around for a while, get a bunch of footage of it, yeah. and then when I go home, record something for him to say. Yeah. Right? And so, and it's like... And a lot of I puns, can, hopefully. Yes. <laughs> I think... The thing is, like, I don't know, though. It's like, you want to have one moving part, right? You don't want to have too many moving parts, otherwise yeah, yeah, it gets yeah. confusing. That's true. So, do I want him to say real things, but it's just a gibbon saying them? Like, I'll come up with actual opinions that I have about politics, from the perspective of a gibbon, of yeah, course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But... Talking about deforestation, yeah. talking about all that shit. Yeah, but also, deforestation, though... I don't want to talk about that because then that's too real. I'm right, just like, he wouldn't, oh, know, trying to make he wouldn't know what it means. He'd just be like, trees are disappearing. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But also it would be a bummer because you're like, oh, yeah, man, this true. is sad for the given. I think I'm going to talk about politics because it's given to And so because the thing about it is like, I was thinking it would be like a crossfire type, type show where people are expressing real opinions that every once in a while you cut back to a given. Yeah. <laughs> But I can't do that right now because I don't have the. I haven't set that up, and they'll require like actually. And, and the Gibbon says something I, like, "That's a little bananas." Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. You've got it. So the thing about that is like, oh, uh, that requires planning, and I don't, I'm not a big fan of that. I'm just gonna show up and do my thing. Also, for those of you watching at home, I, pl I plan. Uh, so I, I think I'm gonna make a web series out of it. And when I say, well, just because it's like I'm gonna have the footage, I can re-record re it multiple. Yeah. So I'm doing multiple takes of me as this anchor, mm -hmm. and then have different names for the correspondents. Are you gonna have guests? From. No, I mean I'm shooting this right now. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So no, I'm not gonna have guests. Like I mean, I I could. <laughs> I could have guessed. Like, Dr. Gibbons has a guest. No, no, no Dr. Oh, bananas. No. Oh yeah, sorry. Dr. Bananas is the guest on your show. No, no, no. He's he's my Andy Rooney. Oh yeah. Like yeah, he's yeah. he's the editorial at the end of the episode. <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> That's what he does, is he tells you these things. So I, I'm excited, so I'm going to go shoot that. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, that's a medium that you can only do. And part of the fun of that is that it's like, I'm trying to make it look like a news thing. <laughs> yeah. I could do it on stage, but at the same time... In a, yeah, filmed could filmed, look way it's better. Like, that's what the medium is. Yeah. I could do it on stage, but <laughs> then it's a puppet show. Yeah. I mean, this is a puppet show, but I want it to be sillier. Yeah. I mean, puppet shows are obviously very silly, but... <laughs> uh, I mean, they're wonderful. They're wonderful. Wonderfully silly. Everything is wonderful. I'm a very positive guy. Yeah, it's good to it's good to be positive. Yeah. Because then you go out the door. It's raining, and you're like, huh, I got raining. a roof over my head. It's not raining. I mean, no, not right now. It's, it's L.A. It's very hot. It's very hot. It's been very hot this uh, last few weeks. Uh, so, oh, plug stuff before you go. Oh sure. Uh, yeah, I think yeah. Just watch. Go to YouTube.com. Youth or whatever. Joe Carden. J O E K A R D O N. Yeah. Twitter, uh, Twitter. What's your Twitter? Twitter is at Joe Carden. Okay. My Instagram, which actually I don't spend that much time on Twitter because I don't know why. It's just I'm just not as engaged with that format. Yeah. Uh, Instagram, I love to use. I haven't been posting as much, uh, but it's it's pretty much strictly comedy stuff. It's just. Is it also at Joe Carden? No, that's at J Cardo. Because oh. it's a curveball. J-K-A-R-D-O. Because <laughs> originally, I didn't plan on using it. I put one photo up of just... I, I created the Instagram account. I put up one photo because I came out of my apartment complex one morning and I just vomit. <laughs> and so I was just like, that's where my, that's where my feed is going to be. <laughs> just a picture vomit. of vomit. And then I got involved with Instagram because I took I did a little retreat. I, I, loved, I went off fly fishing in the okay. Adirondacks upstate New York for a, by myself for a week oh. it was amazing uh, my but my cousin makes flies for fly really? fishing yeah oh, that's very cool <laughs> so I went up there and I, w- I had the thought and the tweet or whatever I was out there f- fly fishing yeah and I was like this is so beautiful like this is so just pure nature yeah me out there and a real desire to use social power this is messed up. Something is wrong with me. And so I, like, I fed it and I engaged with it instead of pretending, like, no. And so, like, yeah, and so I did a, that's where I started Instagram. So anyways, like Instagram, YouTube, obviously, and then uh, my show. Yeah, we're having fun here. We're having fun here. Going Every strong. Tuesday two night. and a half years. I started that, I'm, I've been in L.A. for three and a half years. Been doing that for the past two and a half years. Every Tuesday at 9 p.m. at the Palace, Chinese restaurant, yeah. Hillhurt, two... 112 Hillhurst Ave yep. in Los Feliz. Yep. Los Feliz. And there's a pre-booked portion. Yep. So there's a booked show, which is, I think, we have great lineups. Like, mm-hmm. I'm very, yeah. very lucky. We're going to have Doug on there shortly. Uh, but a great show. And then the mic afterwards. Yeah. And also the thing about that, which is just in terms of developing as a comedy and all these other things, is like, I wouldn't be able to do characters or oh. do all this other stuff if when, I didn't... When you have your own show, you can, I mean... And I don't think I, yeah, it's as like, long, I yeah, as long mess as around. Yeah, as long as you're making the people laugh. Exactly. We're all having fun here. Exactly. <laughs> we're having fun here. That's what the show is. And it sounds funny because it's like a desperate, it could, that, again, that that's goes two ways. That's your favorite one, right? That's what? your favorite one to be like, ah, we're having fun Yeah, here. exactly. Ah, we're having, that's my say, that's my tick. If like if something doesn't go, I'm like, ah, hey, we're having fun here. And it's a reminder to me originally as much as the audience. Yeah. Like, hey, let's relax. Yeah. Well, that joke didn't work. 
but let's all <laughs> but we're chill all out. here to try and laugh well, let's all chill out maybe you don't share my opinion on yeah. mother Teresa. i'm sorry <laughs> i'm not as respectful of her as you may be because she preaches suffering anyways we don't need to get into that i've got some strong opinions and some things about her that might surprise you uh, anyways, yeah, dude, this was good. This was great. Yeah, do you Tell have any, any final words? Um, any final final words of wisdom or non wisdom? Uh, I'd say final words of foolishness. Foolishness. <laughs> I'd say hey, we're having fun here. Uh, <laughs> and uh, also, hey, be bold. Yeah, be bold. Good. All right, this has been you and me and thoughts to talk with Doug Culp and Joe. Cardin.